0: Welcome to The Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, The Harrelson Group. Featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents, you'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up.
1: Hey, welcome back everybody, it's Brendan Payne with The Level Up Podcast and my partner, Greg Harrelson. Greg, how are you doing today?
0: Doing great, man. Good. Really good. Excited to be here.
1: Yeah, me as well. And we have got uh, a legend, not only in the real estate industry, but definitely for those in the Century 21 circles, we've got Mr. Jim Fight of Judge Fight Century 21 out of North Texas. So Jim, um, welcome to the show and thanks for uh, coming on and spending a little bit of time with us.
2: You know, I'm just glad I woke up this morning and get to (laughs) spend an hour with you guys. It's a great day. You
0: know, that, that's all. You know, I want to make one just quick observation, and I know I'm interrupting everybody right now, but I like how he gets introduced as not, you know, from Dallas, North Texas, which is like a whole section of one of the biggest states, if not the biggest state in America. Yeah. Right? You know, me, I'm going to say, oh, yeah, I'm Greg Harrelson from Myrtle Beach. I'm in Charleston in Columbia. <laughs> Instead of saying, I'm Greg Harrelson, and I've got half of the state covered.
1: Yeah. So
0: I just... <laughs> For, just to put things in perspective, I hope the audience kind of appreciates that we're really talking about North Texas. And you said how many square miles that your market is? What, what did you say? Yeah, we,
2: we cover about 11,000 square miles wow. in North Texas.
0: How many yep. agents are in that, that, that area, that section?
2: Uh, I think we're in the 25,000 okay. real estate agents. Not our company.
0: Oh, of course. We have about 800
2: and, 860, but we're working on that. Yeah. We, we want them all to join us. It, you know, they just haven't been, you know, indoctrinated to our way of thinking yet.
0: That's right. Well, we're hoping that you're going to find more of them. You know, after uh, publishing this podcast for sure. So. Uh, Good. Brendan, why don't you go ahead? I'm sorry, I interrupted yes, you. I know you're quite. No, it's good okay. So,
1: so one of the things, obviously, um, that uh, for anybody that's probably not within the, the, that 25,000 square mile radius um, that uh, may know of, of your company, can you give us some? Just give us some insight on. Obviously, you have grown from something to where you are now. Just uh, for those of you that don't know your story, just give us a, an idea of um, how you've uh, how you've built what you've got right now.
0: So how long is this
1: podcast? <laughs> and so my mother and father
2: founded our company in 1937. Wow. So this year we are 83 years old. My sister Jan and I bought the company from them in 1977. That'd be uh, 43 years ago. And we joined the Century 21 system in 1997. Sevens are a big number for us. And uh, so when we bought the company from mom and dad, by the way, there's some uh, applause in the background. That's for you guys. I'm I'm sitting here. We we're just finishing up a Let's Talk Real Estate meeting in the other room. Um, so when we bought the company from Mom and Dad 43 years ago, we had one office and eight people. And today we have 24 offices, 850 agents, real estate professionals, and
1: then we have about
2: 150 employees in all of our various companies.
1: So what was the when when that started at one office eight eight um, agents, family-owned, you're starting your legacy, then what was the, was this the plan or did this evolve? Well, when I got in the real estate business, um, you know, I was 18 years old and
2: I was uh, young, cocky, and uh, thought that I could, you know, fix everything for everybody. And uh, so I, I definitely, there was a dream that we would be as large as we are today, and still the dream is to be even larger. So it's it's definitely something that we've been working toward. That started out a long, long time ago as a dream. What can, what
0: what kind of like your operations? What kind of volume are y'all doing?
2: Yeah, I think we we ended up between one point five and one point six billion dollars yeah. last year. Yeah. Got
0: it where if you could remember where do you think you were um can you can you walk us through like pre 2007 and 8 where you were and then kind of what happened during that time and then where you are now because i think what you you are doing what there are so many people that are dreaming about doing what you're doing and in my opinion they're trying to take a lot of shortcuts and see if they can get to where you are, like within the next 30 days or maybe one year. And, and, and it's like, it, as if that's a possibility in my mind, it's not a possibility. And, and I see people kind of coming and going, but you, you've you obviously treated this like you're running a marathon. You, you, you know, I'm sure it took time to get to where you are. It just didn't happen overnight, but can you take us through that? Like what happened pre 2007? Where were you? Then when the market kind of corrected or busted, however you want to articulate it, and then where you are now, can you tell us maybe how the company was going, you know, maybe production-wise through that process?
2: Sure. Well, out of my memory, and please don't hold me to these numbers, but I think they're fairly close. We had uh, 2006 was our our largest year ever prior to recession. And uh, the recession actually started here October of 2006 was when we first saw the dip and of course by 2007 it was in full swing and here we go so we had 23 sales offices at that time as i recall and i think we were doing about 1.2 billion our our net profits uh, let's just say were um we were in profit let me make that clear and i'm trying to say what i can say on on a a audio uh, an open forum here
0: yeah. Let's and just general, general information. Our, I'm yeah, not
2: looking for personal stuff. Yeah. Our, net, our net profit was less than 3% return on revenue. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, we go into the recession. Uh, I like to stand up in front of a crowd and uh, open, pick up a dollar bill and cut it in half and say, that's what happened from 2006 to 2010. You know, our company dollar, our gross revenue, our, our uh, company dollar and, of course, our net profit went below <laughs> below the line significantly yeah. for a couple of years. And, uh, you know, we went into the recession with six-month operating reserves and cash. And uh, there was a period of time, uh, come about 2010, um, before the spring season hit, that all that money was gone. And we had borrowed on a line of credit and it was looking pretty ugly and luckily we the spring season hit and we had reduced expenses significantly a lot of different things we did and as a result of that uh, we came out of it um, you know i I believe in leadership and and, uh, you know when we started reducing expenses we started looking at by the way i could talk about this for an hour if you wanted me to so i'll try to make it a two-minute kind of summary, we we started everything. You know, We looked at every lease. We looked at every creditor. We looked at every check we wrote. Pause for effect there. Mm. Every check that we wrote, we looked at it and said, is this something we need to repeat or is this something we can not repeat? I went and I sat in front of every landlord that we had, 23 of them, we were able to negotiate leases and reduce our, our overhead. Every time a lease came up for renewal, we made a decision whether we were going to downsize that office. And uh, and then from a personnel side, uh, we worked hard at not affecting our agents' productivity and doing things that they weren't really seeing that we were doing, that were behind the scenes. When it got to our Our second biggest overhead was our people. Uh, My sister Jan and I looked at our leadership team and I said, we're the first to go. We can not take a salary or any income out of the company for a year. And I want you to know we're going to do that. You know, we have effective immediately. We are not taking any money out. Um, Ultimately, every one of our leadership team took a reduction in their pay uh, so that we could have jobs for everybody. And as a result of that, um, by the way, Jan and I went five years without taking any money out of the company. We could do it for one, but we did it for five. Uh, We're lucky enough to have made wise personal investments through our lifetime. And so we're we're pretty uh, conservative with our money. And uh, every one of our leadership team took a reduction in pay. And uh, we're very happy with that. We did not lose one leader. We make that really clear. Not one person left our company during that period of time, unless they were retiring or something like that. And, uh, it December 31st, 2011. We paid every single person back 100% of what they had cut for that five year period of time.
0: Wow. That is awesome. Awesome, man. So, Okay, I don't know if the audience just heard it, but I, 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 am, I am, one of my questions here, and this is from one of my great friends, uh, you know, Terry Swanson was asking me, or, 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 or asked me to ask you the question, which is how, you, you, you've done so well with expanding. Now, and I'm not talking about expanding all over the country, but expanding in North Texas, and um, really building such a, a, a monster of a company But it really takes more than you. Right. It takes a team. You said you've got 100 plus employees. So how do you how do you manage, inspire or lead such a robust uh, system um, and sustain it for so long? You know, because it seems like you're really steady. You're always at the top. Right, so I don't. It, now, you may feel like you're on a roller coaster at some times, but I look at you and say, this guy is really steady, right, as an observer. You know, how are you getting your team to align together? What is your leadership's strategies to actually pull this together so you can grow the way you've grown?
2: Multiple answers. Um, first of all, we, we own multiple companies now. We're in the real estate brokerage business. We have a commercial department. We're heavy in relocation. Uh, we have a title company, in, uh, insurance agency, property management company. We manage about 1,600 houses in that department. Uh, then we have, uh, these are single family monthly rentals. I know y'all are in a you know, vacation market. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not. Um So, we have these multiple companies, right? So we have a, a thirty two leader uh, mem- uh, leadership team member leadership team. so we okay. have thirty two leaders in our in our structure and uh, give you an idea, three and a half years ago, we had twenty seven of those people were answering to me directly, and we knew that wasn't sustainable. We knew we couldn't take that to the next level where we planned to go. And also you might notice I have a couple of gray hairs. I haven't dyed them yet, but I'm thinking about, no, I'm not. Um, And so, you know, the one thing about time is we all age and, and uh, we, 83 year old company, we want our company to live forever. You know, that that's the mission. We get calls all the time. We want to buy your company. No, we're not for sale. Oh, there's everybody's got a price. No, we're not for sale. That's just the way it is. Um, So, What did we do? Well, three and a half years ago, we got a hold of the book Traction. Actually, it was four years ago last Mm -hmm. month. It was the first time I I saw the book Traction and read it. I took it to our principal's group, which uh, at the time, I think there were four or five of us, and said, hey, this might be an answer to our next level of longevity and a different way we can lead and manage and actually grow our company." And so they they read it. We ended up impl, uh, hiring an implementer, a gentleman named Jeff Whittle, which I'd highly recommend to anybody. And so by July, three and a half years ago, we uh, actually brought Jeff in as a implementer into our company uh, to consult with us. Most companies would call him a consultant. We call it the traction plan calls it an implementer. and we started working to implement the process of the entrepreneurial operating system, which is the system in which you operate companies. There are thousands of companies around the world that are now implementing this system. As a result of that today, and I mentioned a minute ago, I had 27 people reporting to me three and a half years ago. Today I have one.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We've built an accountability chart. We have, uh, you know, Chief Operating Officer, uh, my son, who is a second generation, third generation for our company, but uh, certainly my son has uh, been in our company and started at the ground level in the business side of the business. He's now our Chief Operating Officer, Ashley Conlin, who actually is a third generation realtor. We bought her dad's company about 16, 17 years ago. She's now our general sales manager. Uh, we have our chief operating office, i mean, chief financial officer, we have a chief marketing officer, and then my sister, executive vice president, is on that, that leadership team, and uh, we meet every week, every Wednesday morning. This morning we met at 9, we usually meet at 8.30, but uh, we moved to 30 minutes, but we meet every week disciplined for an hour and a half through the entrepreneurial operating system. Then we also took our 24 offices. We divided them up into three districts. We now have three district managers. And then of course they have regional sales managers in each of the branches. Some of our branches have a couple of offices, but uh, most of them have one office um, that they report on. So bottom line is traction and the entrepreneurial operating system is the way we operate our business today. And I will tell you we're structured to carry this on for another 80 years.
1: Jim, what was the that's that's a really good um, um, summary of what you guys have done on that on that principle of what what that book teaches. But what was the biggest difference in and I know this is a tough question. What do you think was the biggest difference in how you had been operating to what you have become now? Very flat, you know, of course,
2: coming out of the recession. Uh, we had managers in our offices, of course, but we also con- consolidated some offices during the recession, and we we had multiple managers managing two offices. And as a result of that, we lowered our overhead. If we had somebody retire, then we figured out or or resign, moved across country, or whatever. We had a couple of those. Um, We we just consolidated offices, we consolidated management, we consolidated overhead, we uh, brought in some technology for back office systems that that helped us significantly, uh, that, you know, we're a paperless company and have been for several years, and so we we, uh, leveraged technology, we leveraged people, and then coming out of the recession as we were now growing again, uh, I think we ended up Maybe in the, we had 900 agents in the beginning, we had 450 uh, at the low part, 400 to 450, now we're at 840, but I will tell you profitability-wise, uh, we are about six times what we were before the recession. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So one of the things, and, Brendan- and I, Let me also say too, no. we have always been a debt-free company. We don't borrow money from anybody anytime. Now, we have a line of credit a minute ago, I told you. We borrowed on that line of credit through the recession, uh, unfortunately. But today, we are debt-free. We owe nobody anything, and we're very proud of that. And then, by the way, we don't pay interest, and because of that, our profitability is higher. And as a result of that, we uh, we, we currently have close to eight months operating reserves in cash. We have a goal to get 12. And it seems like every quarter we get there and then we got to pay a K-1 distribution for taxes. <laughs> 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 and yeah. We go down, we go up and then we go down and then we go. But annually, we are continually adding to that cash reserve. Remember, 2011, uh, we had a zero. Mm-hmm. So now we have eight months and we're all paying our people very well. And our stockholders, we have uh, multiple stockholders in the company they're all getting uh, some distribution of return on their initial investment.
1: That's great. Nice. You
0: know, one of the things, Brendan, that I heard him say, you know, so he went from, I mean, he had 27 people, you know, Jim, you had 27 people reporting to you now you have one. So in order to do that, you must've been developing leaders. So you developed leaders oh, well, within your organization, obviously.
2: Yeah. We, we actually have a leadership development program. And uh, I'll say two things about that. We, we have a, a class, a two-day class every May, and we offer it to the entire company, anyone who would like to either be in leadership with our company, go into management someday, or another department head, because the president of our title company used to be a manager with us. So anyone wanting to go into leadership uh, is welcome to this uh, two-day class. And we usually have between 40 and 50 there on day one. We usually have between 20 and 30 there day two, because whatever they perceive it to be is totally different than what it is. Mm. We tell it, we, we, we state the facts. So that's one thing. And and we also make it to, if you ever own, want to own a real estate company, you need to come to this class. It's open to anybody. In other words, we tell our own people, we will train you to be our competitor. Because the fact is, people go into management or leadership thinking it's one thing, it's something totally different. Yeah. People come in, into our business in sales, they think it's one thing, it's totally different. We got a, an agent from another company yesterday and I was talking to her and uh, she said, oh my gosh, Mr. Pike, I had no idea what real estate was all about. Well, same thing when people go from an agent into leadership. They think it's one thing, yeah. it's totally different. So we train them on that. I also have an open invitation to anyone in our company or outside of our company that if they are thinking about opening their own real estate company, I will give them two hours consulting for free. Open door. Bring in any question you want to ask about running a real estate company. I'll spend two hours with you. Two hours and one minute into our conversation, I charge you by the hour. And I have a fee for that consulting fee. So that's two things that we do, and you know, and hopefully that answered your question. Yeah. We're we're yeah. always on the look outlook for our leadership culture. Is I want to find my replacement. I want my managers to find their replacement. We have some people getting close to retirement age. When they come in and say, you know, I got a lady give me a two year notice. <laughs> I'm going to quit in two years. Okay. Who's, who's going to replace you? Let's start developing them now. Yeah. Very, very, very rarely will we have somebody come in and give us two months' notice. I'm talking about staff anywhere. I mean, we had a staff person give us seven months notice recently. And then by the fourth month she said, I'm staying. And she's still with us two years later. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a culture. It, it, you know, we're the, one of the best places to work in Dallas-Fort Worth, have been for years by the Dallas Morning News, by the Dallas Business Journal. Uh, we're either number one, number two, or number three best places to work in DFW, and they survey our people to get that that recognition. Uh, we have a culture of family, of business, you know, it, it just, it, it works, but I'm telling you, it's always can be better.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. You know that, that's great, and, and I think that's a lot of value you just shared. So now let's moving into the future. You know, um, Dallas, Fort Worth. I am. I'm assuming that anybody that has been labeled a disruptor is probably entered into your marketplace because it's so vast, right? Um, right. How has that changed the way that you perceive? You know, the uh, the business, or how is that changing how um, changing your business, if you think about the next five years or the next 10 years, um, what are you afraid of and what, what changes are you making based on your perception of where the industry's going? And, and there might be nothing, um, but I'm just kind of curious for somebody that you that has the wisdom and the, and the experience, like how do you perceive all this stuff that's going on in our industry?
2: Well, let me say that change is inevitable. The basics never change. And so let's just talk disruptors or I, I call them, uh, I, I like Brian Buffini's deal. Uh, they're distractors, not disruptors. Uh, you know, they're taking our, our eye off the ball if we let it. Hmm. And so let's kind of break those down. You have the I buyers, instant buyers. You have the flat fee brokerage companies. You have the... Um, no fee brokerage companies I'll call them or they you know and don't get me started on those anyway you got all kinds of business models you know I think we have like 2,000 real estate companies in DFW probably 1,900 of them work out of the trunk of their car um, but they have agents you know they're they're selling some sizzle to somebody so let's take them one at a time Let's start with the iBuyers. You know, they started in our market three years plus ago. Open Door was the first. We now have seven iBuy companies in our marketplace. And we are today, yesterday and the day before training our real estate professionals on a program that, that we have um, implemented called Instant Move. And we are literally taking a hold of the iBuyer discussion for our clients. And so we are training our real estate professionals, one, to go out, be very open with it, and say, we will be your representative and we will get you up to seven offers within 48 to 72 hours if you wish to go this way. And of course we're training them on how to state the facts to these sellers Mm -hmm. of these high buyers. Uh, Example, um, we have true examples. I mean I put two properties one individually with multiple i buyers got four offers on it, a rental property i own. i put another property through our instant move program got offers on both of them and was kind of interesting that you know the 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 message that they were giving me as a homeowner property owner was very very tempting if i wasn't an educated realtor I might have been tempted to sell to one of them, but I am an educated realtor. And I have the facts at my fingertips. And I realized how much I was discounting my property as a result. Well, we're now giving that ammunition to our agents to give to our clients and be able to be the center of that transaction, even if they wanna sell that way, they know we're going to get them the top dollar because we're going to send that property out to seven different clients instantaneously seven different clients seven different ibuyers instantaneously and we're going to bring those aggregate those offers and and submit them to our client and we're going to be in that discussion to give them the best offer possible for their property whether it's retail or whether it's through an ibuyer offer so that's the way we're approaching. We're Rather than being, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, the sky is falling, we're getting into the conversation, into the marketing, in our marketplace to be the place to go, okay? Yes. So that's, that's the eye buyer. Does that answer your question on that one? Y-
0: yes, yeah. For and let me just say this. It sounds like instead of becoming going and becoming defensive about yeah. what was going on, you went on the offense. Absolutely. Yeah, I love it. Love it. Yeah. Go ahead. Keep going. Welcome to our
2: welcome to our company.
0: I love it. I love it.
2: Yeah, we we uh, we're, we're uh, even though I have gray hair, we're pretty progressive in a lot of ways. So yes. That's yeah. that's the latest thing we're kicking off this week in our organization. Okay. Okay. So then we get into the hundred percent shops or you know limited service brokers, whatever you want to call that are out there proliferating in our world and in our market. Uh, we believe we offer. Full service real estate um, services to our agents and our clients. You know, we're looking at the client benefit and we're looking at our agent benefit and we're combining those two uh, into a value package that we believe is the best in Dallas, Fort Worth, or I wouldn't work here. Let <laughs> me make that really clear. Um, we, we developed a value package comparison chart uh, for interviewees that we're talking to so that they can see, here's what we do. Hey, go out and interview five, 10. Matter, matter, matter of fact, the the record on interviewing before they joined our company was 12 brokerages. And they joined our company. And we gave them this chart with a spreadsheet where they can fill in uh, what we have compared to what they have. And uh, to, to, in my opinion, an educated eye, it's pretty obvious they should work for us. Um, once they go out and and interview these different places. Now, that's from the agent recruiting perspective. From the client perspective, it's the same thing. You know, our marketing department puts out first-class materials, our facilities, um, I would say are A-type facilities. Uh, We, we, you know, except maybe some rural markets where there aren't A-type facilities, we pride ourselves in investing in our facilities. And offering incredible technology. You know, we're on a Zoom call now. We've been using uh, some kind of, of webinar type um, technology for, I'm going to say 10 years. And we went to Zoom about three years ago. We have, I don't know how many Zoom accounts in our company. Um, it's, you know, very stable technology. We just, we just love it. So the meeting we just had in the other room, if you heard any clapping in the background, maybe you didn't you know, that was all being broadcast throughout the company. And we did that yesterday and we did that the day before we do all of our let's talk real estate meetings. You know, we'd call them sales meetings probably or business meetings. Uh, all those are zoom technology. I mean, you know, these are things we offer to our real estate professionals and to our clients and to our clients. We, we promote zoom to our, our agents so that if they have a customer and they want to go over a contract they can literally get online, just like we're doing right this minute, pull up the contract and work through that with their customers. $14.95 a month, why wouldn't an agent have that kind of technology in their toolbox? And, and for the benefit of our clients, we're going back to the benefit of our clients. So all of our marketing is consistent. All of our tools are consistent. They're not hodgepodge. Um, we spend a lot of, of time and a lot of money in that area. And so that we can provide the very best technology, very best tools, very best systems possible in the marketplace for our buyers and sellers and our agents. Did I cover your question?
0: Yes, it it covered it. I'm competing.
2: I'm going to compete. I'm going to win. But there's room for everybody. We're not for everybody. And by the way, let me make that clear. We don't want an office with two or three or five or 600 agents. Not our business model. We want support. We have seven levels of support, seven levels of training, multiple levels of marketing, and so forth and so on in our value package.
0: You know, I was going to ask on that like, with the amount of agents that you have, you know, how do you systematically push down training, coaching? Um, I, I, obviously, you're using Zoom and you're doing a lot of webinars and a lot of broadcasting, which I could see that being very effective. Do you have coaches? within your company? Do you have like a coaching division that's responsible to go out and make sure that they're pushing, you know, quality uh, coaching materials down to the agent level?
2: Yeah. So, um, we have a training department, two people, and, uh, they, they are providing, um, agendas, pre- presentations for all of our regional sales managers. So they're every week so they're consistent messaging throughout the company. Of course, they add their own office information as well. But our training department, with through this EOS process, entrepreneurial operating system, we have feedback coming up and down in the organization every single week of what's timely, what do we need to, to communicate to our people. So, again, that information is going out. We have daily tips coming from our our training department that goes to our regional sales managers that they send out to their offices so it could be a a sales technique tip or a marketing tip or a social media tip or whatever it is every single day well we send it out weekly but here's your monday tip tuesday tip wednesday tip thursday tip friday tip every five days a week Um, so that communication is going on all of our managers i believe we may have a couple of new managers that aren't now but they all are Brian Buffini um, mentors, and so they've gone through that program to, to be certified mentors through the Buffini organization, and their job is uh, four levels, and, and this is kind of our company culture. Recruit, train, retain, and refer. Recruit, train, retain, and refer. If you get down to it, that's our job description. Our job is to recruit new people into the organization. Our job is to train those people. That would be our seven levels of training, which is our new agent training, our mentor program, our coaching, our in-office training, our online training. Uh, we own a real estate school, and then we bring in organizations like Buffini, like Floyd Wickman. Um, we've just interviewed, I think, Earl uh, Workman's been in our company the last two days. Um, so there, there's always bringing in from the outside, and then we own our own real estate school where our agents get their continuing education at no cost. So if they just attend our training programs, generally speaking, they're going to have their continuing education in Texas that they need every two years. So we have seven levels of training. and coaching is one of those. Our agents coach um, our, I'm sorry, our managers coach agents uh, weekly, biweekly, monthly or quarterly, depending on the individual's goals. And their business plan, and where they are in their careers, what they need from
1: us.
0: Yeah. Well, Brendan, he's got it together.
1: You got it done. Now you got it. You, I'm going you,
0: to work for him.
1: I know. <laughs> I, I <got laughs> I'm going for to work. One maybe I'm two fire more. Fire myself. Is, to go
0: to work for you. But let me say
1: this: we would have to go through an interview
2: process because <laughs> <laughs> we just don't take everybody. <laughs> <I> <laughs> that is it. fantastic.
0: I believe it. Oh, so yeah. where where are you going? So uh, your long term vision okay uh where where do you want to take this you know where where are you taking this over the next five to ten years so
2: we do have eos teaches you we have a 10-year goal we have a three-year goal We have a 10-year goal big hairy audacious goal we have a three-year goal we have one-year goals we have quarterly rocks as you read traction you'll learn about all those terminologies Uh, we have a vision traction organizer we meet as an EOS team every quarter, and we have a two-day offsite, then we bring in our our leadership team, our entire leadership team for a two-day offsite as well uh, annually. And we do those in September. The EOS team meets for two days, and then our, our leadership team meets in October. By the way, we've done that October meeting for probably close to 40 years. I would say if there's one foundational structure that we've done it's strategic planning and we do it really 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 well forever but we can always improve so where are we going in the future well last three years have been setting up that structure for growth certainly we've been growing during that time but structuring for more mergers and acquisitions i left this out earlier we've done uh, over 50 mergers into our company over the last 22 years, 23 years. Um, so that's an average about two or three a year, two a year, I guess. And some years we haven't done any, other years we've done five. I've got a meeting this afternoon at three o'clock working on another one. So, you know, we're, we're always looking for M&A, but we're also growing organically. We hired 304 people last year, uh, wow. n- new uh, new folks. So, you know, it's just part of our culture, part of our, our business plan. Uh, we, we are focused on Dallas-Fort Worth. Dallas-Fort Worth has 7.2 million people today. By 2030, by the way, that's only 10 years from now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's projected, depending on which study you look at, can't wait for the census to come out and see what they come up with next year, but we're projected to have between 10.8 wow. and 12 million people here in 10 years. That's a growth by 40 50%, depending on which number you want to look at. So here's my point. We have we haven't done what we need to do in Dallas Fort Worth, and it's growing by forty percent in the next ten years. Yeah, we have plenty to do. I get calls all the time. You want to move to you know buy my company in Austin? You want to buy in San Antonio, uh, Houston, El Paso, Amarillo? Y'all probably don't know those towns. Maybe Houston and some of them you do. Anyway, and the answer is no. Thank you. You know, we have plenty to do here. To take our focus off of our backyard when it's growing, you know, it's expanding, would be foolish in our company's opinion. So it's a real easy answer. Thank you for calling, we're not interested. Would you like for me to put you in touch with a friend of mine wherever and they might buy you. But we're, we're not interested in, now we are interested in growing our umbrella. You know, take your umbrella, you got a little handle on your umbrella, and you open it up a little bit, and you got a small umbrella, and then you have a little larger one, larger one. I will tell you the deal I'm working on this afternoon will take us. It'll open up that umbrella a little bit more. So we're DFW is going to grow significantly. Thank you, California and the Northeast, hmm. all of you moving here please don't change our politics i won't go into that deeply <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, that's the other thing we have to uh, contend with is sometimes the politics anyway won't go there today
0: yeah so you're so I, I love it cuz so many people have thought about growth and and you know there's a there's a you know the k w you know they always use the term expansion right expansion model expansion model and it seems like what what a lot of people have done is They just expand wherever they can find somebody that will expand with them. And I don't tend to talk negative about any brand, and that wasn't – hopefully nobody takes it that way. But in an expansion in general, I just see people expanding wherever they can get into an expansion conversation. But what you're doing is really controlling your growth. You are pro-growth, obviously. You want to spread that umbrella as – You're either growing or dying. Yeah, got it. So, but you've just decided to focus on more market share, more market share, more market share in your given market, which is a big market, but that's what I hear you saying. Well,
2: let me separate the difference between Keller Williams and and Century 21 Judge Fight Company. Keller Williams is a franchise. Mm -hmm. They're a franchise. Century 21 is going to open up in, you know, whatever country around the world or you know, whatever market that they're not in, in, in the United States of America. They're they're pro-growth and pro-expansion. Keller Williams is pro-expansion. They're looking for people like us to buy a franchise from them. Uh, sorry, that's not my business model, never will be. It, you know, that's just the way it is. So um, we are Century 21 Judge Fight Company. You know, we are a real estate brokerage firm. We are a Grow Our People organization, and so yes, you know, my friend at Century 21 Affiliated has offices in what, seven states now, I think, maybe mm-hmm. five to seven. You know, he has a different business model and that's good for him. Um, Dan's one of my great friends in the real estate crews, one of my great friends in, in our system, uh, but he has a different business model and that's okay. Yeah, That's his. In our case, by the way, you see my gray hair again? Here's something personal. I'm not going to live on an airplane. Mm. If I'm going to get on an airplane... I'm going to get on with my wife and we're going to travel the world. And we take very nice trips and we enjoy our lives. We have grandkids and they're all living in Dallas, Fort Worth. For me to, to, to live on an airplane, to do business is not something that, that I relish. Not when our market is growing. Yeah. Now, if our market was contracting, I might be looking at a different model. But we're, we have plenty of to, to do here. That's awesome and I'm not going to buy or, I'm not going to borrow venture capital money that's the other piece you know I, I'm not going to go borrow a bunch of money to take a risk in in these other markets when I'm you know we're, we're doing fine we're, we're, we're growing slow and steady as somebody said earlier that's right that's a good
0: thing yeah that's a good thing well, well, well I tell you Jim I really appreciate you taking the time to have this uh, conversation on the level up podcast and just share so open. Uh, openly as you have. I, I think there's, it's going to make a difference for a lot of people that are going to listen to this podcast. So um, why don't you, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, and I say that with caution, don't give your cell number. It's not what I'm asking you to do. But if somebody did want to reach out and maybe um, uh, inquire, maybe somebody from North, uh, you know, North Texas, hears this, and they say, I want to be a part of your company. What's the best way for them to, to, to find you?
2: Well, those people in North Texas, my cell phone number is 214-502-0250. Um, as far as anybody can email me, you know, you can go out to century 21 com and, and find me and, and send me an email that way or uh, fight F-I-T-E, at judgefight.com is my email. And, um, you know, I find that, uh, that that offer, very few people take you up on it. But then yeah. again, Uh, I want to be there for anybody you know I'm at the point in life where I want to make a difference in others lives and and that's what I wake up every day thinking about and that's what I want to do I don't have to do this for a living I do this because I love it and I do it to make a difference in our clients lives and our agents lives and our staff's lives and in our coworkers. you know if I can make your business better um, in your marketplace hey you know I'm, I'm here to give whatever you have but of course you get what you pay for, and you didn't pay anything, so remember it's worth it.
0: There you go. Yeah. Well, Brendan, you know, as always, how can, if somebody wants to ask you questions, what's the best way to reach out to you?
1: Yeah, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, reach out to me through Messenger. That's one of the best ways. And, uh, Jim, I want to say thank you very much. I appreciate it. There are so many keys to longevity in this industry, and probably forget real estate. This is just good business, and, and yeah. you got a lot of good stuff in there. I appreciate you hopping on.
2: Well, thank you. It's my pleasure, and we're we're we are we we do not have it yet, down yet. I'm just we're we're still working, I guess. Yeah.
0: Yes, that's good. So, work in progress. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, for those in the audience, you know, please, um, you know, if you have any referrals or or if you're an agent and looking for you know great leadership, you know where to go if you're in in North Texas. So, until then, until the next episode, uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you later. Bye bye.